Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Give Me the Creeps with Abby and Daniela. Hey, y'all. Damn. Is that our three-year anniversary that just passed? It is. I almost forgot. Well, today. You, I know. I was like, wait, we should mention it. Because on the day of, you said happy anniversary. We said it to each other. But now we can tell all of our friends that it's our anniversary. I on the I should have. And... Yes, and I did it on the Twitter. Wonderful. Twitter. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy ass three years. Uh, we're still chugging along, chugging along, <laughs> having fun. Zero money. Still <laughs> <laughs> uh, no live shows. <laughs> no, girl. Yeah, what the? Because I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we ever I don't think we ever envisioned anything like that. We were just like, let's have fun and see how long we go and here we are. I mean, I thought we did envision it at one time. We all very, have dreams beginning. It's because we got our cards read by Jay <laughs> and it got us excited, remember? Oh, that's true. Yeah, somewhere along the way we took a wrong turn. <laughs> well shit. We took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> Um, I'm fucking maid of honor to uh, one of my best friends growing up, Tana. Ooh, and we're planning her bachelorette party, and of course, it's I like being. I've been a maid of honor before, but I haven't been in charge of like doing the party, like the bachelorette party before. Mm. Oh, except for my maid of honor. I know you did all the duties. I still think about that all the time. Because if, and I wouldn't, I didn't even get to go to like the beginning of it. So for Amber, you would have been titties sagging and (laughs) makeup wouldn't have been popping. (laughs) Oh yeah, she did. She taped me up. Yes, she did. She saved me from falling off the golf cart and she hand fed me sushi on my way to my graduation because I hadn't eaten. (laughs) So yeah, she made up for all of it in one day, whereas you yeah. spent like months gathering materials and <laughs> it was awesome. It was Y'all both were a little tag team. Anyways, yeah. yeah, so you get to be you have to you have the title, you have the the duties, and you're gonna kill it because yeah. you're amazing at party planning. I'm already like, god damn it. <laughs> I think it's because of all the possibilities. It's like overwhelming, you know, planning things. Yes. Yes. But once you get a groove going, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. You'll be holding the bride's hair because oh, she's God. having so much fun. <laughs> I fucking hope she doesn't get like super trashed because she gets mean. We both do. <laughs> that is hysterical. I mean, it's hysterical afterwards, but it is kind of scary. At the time, yeah. I also they have have found like you like just puke and rally and oh. like, and then like get up like nothing happened. <laughs> that would be great. I just want to keep the party going, which is sometimes a problem. So yeah, I was like ready to go to bed, and you were like, "No, let's go!" Like Abby, you just threw up. You're like, I'm you're fine. like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I made room. No, I'm just um. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that never happens. The toxins stay in me. Shoot. And you just I guess them. 
I wonder if I would have been able to like, I've been watching Bad Girls Club for the first time and I'm wondering if I would have been able to handle being on a reality show and having to like drink every day and make a scene every day. It's draining. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you wouldn't. I I feel like you would, you would just be like over it. Like the instant. Probably. Oh my God. Oh, the drama. Yeah. Never mind. I'm not for the drama. I'm here. I'm for the partying. The show, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's fucking dumb. Uh, I used to watch, I think it was 2009. That's the last one. That's the last and only one that I ever mm. watched. Bad Girls Club. And it was really good. <laughs> that was but a great year. Speaking of bad girls and uh, bachelorettes girls. and mean girls when they drink, hitting the liquor. Uh, I'm going to need all of you losers to get in because we're going astral projecting today. Oh, God, I'm scared. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give you a little rundown and some science first. But for those of you that do not know, astral projection is the ability to deliberately detach one's mind or a ghost-like replica of one's body, a.k.a. one's astral body, from one's physical body and to send it to distant places or into alternate realities or into people's dreams. So this altered state of consciousness can be achieved by using practices like meditation and self-hypnosis. I didn't know that you could do that to yourself, but now I want to try it. Holy shit. But how do you get out of that? Is it like meditating? Oh, I know, right? Doesn't somebody need to like... Clap or something to get you out? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, And it's thought to allow people to travel through time, space, and other dimensions. This concept hinges on the idea that humans have astral bodies, sometimes referred to as etheric, energetic, or subtle bodies or souls. But there's a bunch of people that say astral projection is not your soul leaving your body. But then there's other people that say it is. I don't don't know. Hmm. So, and then there's the astral realm that transcends the tangible world around us. So the idea of an astral realm is found in many different cultures and religions, including in Hinduism and various occult traditions like Kabbalah. Um, So when you astral project, it's believed that your soul or etheric body leaves your physical body in order to travel. Yes. But this is not the same as lucid dreaming. However, they are intimately connected. And I feel like we did talk about lucid dreaming before. Didn't you do an episode on it? Oh, my gosh. Um, I could have sworn you did. I don't believe I did. Maybe it was just dreams in general. Oh, maybe. I don't remember. I just remember us talking about it. Um, So the key difference is how each state is reached. A lucid dream occurs after one is already asleep when the conscious mind awakens during a dream. This means that the dreamer becomes aware that they're dreaming to the point that they can control the dream itself. And I know you've had dreams like that before. Holy moly, yes. But it dips in and out. It's not like a consistent, I'm able to do what I want or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Yes. 
Um, I think I've only had like one or two lucid dreams and I don't know. I I feel like other times it's like you're watching a movie, right? For the most part, like dreams in general. It's, or like um, I'll become – my mom thinks that whenever we become like aware, it means that we're about to wake up. Like we're uh. Because usually after I realize, or at least for me that and her, that's what's happened, like – once we realize that we're dreaming, we will be like aware for a little bit in the dream and then we wake up. That's true. Or or you'll be able to like control your actions for a little bit, but then it's you're yes. no longer in like deep, <clears throat> deep sleep. Yes, yes. That's Weird. what we've talked about before at least. Um hmm. and I'm sure we've both talked about our lucid dreams on episodes before. Mm-hmm. Um but on the other hand, astral traveling is an out-of-body experience, which is an OBE. And that can be accomplished whilst in a state of wakefulness. So during astral travel, a person's soul or astral body um, fully separates from the physical body to merge with its astral projection. So think like... So think like Doctor Strange, because apparently he's done it. He does it, which mm. I don't. I didn't really like the first one. I think I watched the second one, which I did like, which was weird. But anyways, I'm not familiar. So he uses so he astral projects to get to different universes. Is that uh, what that's? According, well, I don't think it's. I don't actually really know. I thought he used his little. Excuse me, his little medallion or whatever mm-hmm. to get it to open I don't so I don't know but that's just huh. what I listed as using that cool I do know that Wanda the like from WandaVision mm-hmm. the Scarlet Witch uh she astral projects mm. and I think she did I think it was in the second Doctor Strange she did that maybe that's where he did it in the second one they're both in it so oh. yeah I do know that he goes into her mind, so I think that's how. Wait know. a minute. Does that mean that Avatar, that's astral projection? Oh, kind of? maybe. I mean, they're does using come... other bodies and they're asleep. Yeah, it might be. Your soul leaves your body. I need to brush up on that movie, but there's a second one now, so. Yes. <clears throat> I haven't seen the anyways. first one in a really long time, so. <clears throat> Same. The movie's like three hours long, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, um, for reasons like that that I haven't watched it. Um, <laughs> and also in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I've mentioned multiple times in this she, show, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they astral project in it several times. Um, yeah, but that's basically the gist of it. Like, if you can't, like, picture it, just think of that shit, and that's basically what it's like. Okay. Um, so experienced astral travelers describing fully aware of the separation and know when to return mm. to their earthly mm. form. This experienced mm. travelers know when to come back. Oh my God. So um, I actually found uh, the astral projection subreddit, which is very uh, informative. Uh, and they say by using certain techniques and shifting one's awareness in specific ways, one can experience leaving the body, standing next to your bed, and looking down at your physical body. Oh, fuck that. 
from here, you're able to fly amongst the clouds, visit a different country, different or discover space, speak with other astral projectors, or learn lessons from masters and guides who live in the astral plane. Uh, you can discover yourself. Oh, that reminds me of Kung Fu Panda. Aww. <laughs> Such a good one. Um, you can discover yourself in the journey of your soul and learn new and objective information such as the history of our planet or possible future events. And possible is like italicized and underlined and shit. So, Yeah. <laughs> um. And all of this is possible because the astral plane is commonly described as the fifth dimension of nature, which if you understand that in terms of raw science, you'll understand that it is beyond time and space. And they say that this sounds far-fetched at first, but in practice, it's perfectly understandable and it's a perfectly natural state and an innate ability that anyone can do. And of course, countless people have shared accounts of their astral travels, and there are even techniques for astral projection that you can try at home. Um, but I'm sure some of you are wondering, and maybe not, because I sure as fuck wasn't really caring about the science behind it until I started doing this episode. Mm. But some of you may be wondering what if there is any science behind astral projection. And the answer is, of course, complicated. And I'm about to tell you all about it. Where's Neil deGrasse Tyson? He could explain the physics. He would just tell me, it's <laughs> just flim flam. It's all in your head. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Or something witty and hurt my feelings. <laughs> right. Uh, the idea that humans can leave their bodies during dream states is ancient. Countless people from New Ages to shaman shamans around the world believe it's possible to communicate with cosmic intelligence through visions and vivid dreams experienced during astral projection, also known as out-of-body experiences. However, its most recent resurgence has its roots in the spiritual boom of the 19th century and early 20th century. The idea comes from a 19th century mystical system called Theosophy which claims that we have seven bodies from the lowest physical to the highest spiritual and mental bodies. I don't know what that means. Dr. Susan Blackmore told How Stuff Works during an interview. According to John L. Crow and his paper, Taming the Astral Body, the (laughs) Theosophical Society's ongoing problem of emotion and control. The... Theosophical Society. The Theosophical Society was founded in New York in 1875 by Helena Blot- Blatavsky. According to Susan Blackmore in Psychology Today, Helena claimed to have traveled the world, studied with Tibetan gurus, contacted the dead, and learned to reach higher planes with Hindus and Buddhists. Theosophy teaches that there are seven bodies of man the third of which is the astral body. According to Blackmore, the astral body can leave the physical and etheric bodies behind and go traveling on the astral planes. According to Engelberg Ideas, theosophy has a profound effect on artists and scientists in the 19th, had a profound effect on artists and scientists in the 19th and early 20th century. As astral projection became a subject of popular fiction, we can see 
some of the origins of its use in films such as Dark Strange. In Dennis Wheatley's 1941 novel, Strange Conflict, the hero uses astral projection to travel the globe in his sleep. Though originally a private, quasi-religious, meditative practice, it has, like many New Age beliefs, been commercialized. I didn't... Oh, it says private, not closed. (laughs) Um, Astral travel can be big business, and there are many books, seminars, DVDs, and other materials that promise to teach students how to leave their physical bodies and access other dimensions. But does astral projection work? Mm. Practitioners of astral travel insist that the experience must be real because it seems so vivid and because some of the experiences are similar even for people from different cultures. But it's not surprising that many people who try astral projection have similar experiences. After all, that's what the term guided imagery is. When an authority, such as a psychologist or astral travel teacher, tells a person what they should expect from the experience. So it may be a profound experience, but the fundamental problem is that there's really no way to scientifically measure whether or not a person's spirit leaves or Mm. enters the body. And I think I talked about a doctor in the reincarnation episode that Mm -hmm. wanted to research this shit. And I didn't look him up because I thought I talked about it in that episode. But um, he tried to research To measure it. Yeah. Because how would you? How eerie is that to like? Yeah. Maybe eventually they will come up with a way to like measure when the soul leaves the body and returns or whatever. Yeah. And the only reason that doctor noticed was because he felt or he saw something when a patient was going under or some died or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, So the simplest and best explanation for an out-of-body experience is that the person is merely fantasizing and dreaming because there's no scientific evidence that consciousness can exist outside of the brain. (laughs) So astral projection is rejected by scientists. So why hasn't astral projection been proven scientifically? Here we go, Abby. (gasps) Some claim it's because mainstream scientists are closed-minded and refuse to even look at evidence that doesn't fit their narrow worldview. However, Mm. in science, those who disprove dominant theories are rewarded, not punished. Proving the existence of physical or psychic powers, astral projection, or alternative dimensions uh, would earn the scientists like a fucking Nobel Prize or something. But scientifically testing the vi- 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 validity of astral travel should be quite simple. For example, you might hide 10 unknown objects at different locations and ask the person to project their consciousness uh. to each place and describe exactly what's there. Either mm-hmm. the descriptions match or they don't. But according to researcher... Susan Blackmore, people who experience astral travel have been found to score higher on measures of hypnotizability. Ah. Okay, that's going to be as good as that gets. But, um, and in several surveys on measures of absorption, which is a measure of a person's ability to pay complete attention to something and to become immersed in it, which I cannot do. Um, even if it's not real, like a film play or imagined event, 
out-of-body experiences or experiencers are more imaginative, suggestible, and fantasy-prone than average, which I fall under that category. They probably have photographic memory. Oh, shit. It's as though they have low levels of drug and alcohol use and no obvious signs of psychopathology or Uh mental Mm. illness. Okay. Well, damn it. Then that's rare. (laughs) I know. Where the fuck are you finding these? A person with a clear head, that's very rare. Did you know there's people that can't picture things in their mind, in their mind's eye? Wait, what? There oh, are yeah, people who can't. And I didn't know that till like last year. Yeah. Didn't we do an episode on it? Or there was something about it. In we episode? had some kind of discussion that yeah. I don't know. But yeah, people can't like imagine things. So I wonder if those people are like incapable of even attempting this kind of thing. In 2021, the medical science journal Curious published a paper titled Astral Projection, a Strange Out-of-Body Experience in Dissociative or- Disorder." So, uh, which examined a purported case of astral projection in a 15-year-old boy. The paper detailed the many possible causes of -of out-of-body experiences, stating the literature in the court on the cause of OBE mainly entails various neurological conditions like epileptic seizures and migraines, deficient visual vestibular and multisensory processing, near-death experiences, and psychedelic drug use. These particular experiences have been described as secondary to the psychopathology. Psychopathology. Here it is. Psychopathology of psychiatric disorders such as schizophrenia, personality disorders, depersonalization, Anxiety, dissociative disorders, and depression. Okay. I have personality, anxiety, depression, dissociative disorder is multiple personality disorder. Isn't it? Hmm. I, mm, that's tough because I've heard, I've heard um, it used interchangeably and then I've heard that it's not the same. So I would not know. I'd have to look into it. But yeah, that's wild. So when discussing the particular case the paper was examining, the authors stated that the patient had frequently ran away from home as well as having shown decreased social interest, irritability, and persistent sadness of mood for the past two to three months, according to a report. Having ran away, the patient would often assume the identity of an 18-year-old electrician. It was during one such event that he had what appeared to be an out-of-body experience. They concluded that due to his, oh my God, I almost said said circumcision. Circumstances? (laughs) Yes. They concluded that due to his circumstances, the patient was most likely in a disassociative state and that in this case, Astral projection can be construed as part of the disassociative experience, which is interesting, but like what? He was like physically there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So yet there are other possible causes of out-of-body experiences and astral projection. In 2017, a study reported on by The Atlantic analyzed some 210 patients who suffered with vestibular disorders. 
The vestibular system within the inner ear is responsible for providing the body with its sense of balance and issues relating to the system can result in a sense of floating. Questioning the patients, it was discovered that some 14% reported out-of-body experiences compared to the 5% without any form of vestibular issues. But all they did was talk about floating. Like, that doesn't mean shit. Doesn't That's not an out-of... I don't know. Like... That's not astral projection. If you just feel like you're floating. Is it? Hmm. Like the sensation, but you can't like control anything or see anything. According to what we read later, like that's like the beginning, like vibrations and shit are the beginning. And then it's like you're, you're. What if you're awake whenever you feel that? That's happened to me before. Well, that's the thing. And then you have to make yourself like keep rising and then you turn around and look at yourself. That's crazy. I was so, wide awake though. I don't know. You were oh, you weren't awake or you were awake? I was. I was awake. I was talking to Hunter on the phone and I was yeah, I think I was still in high school. But yeah, I, I felt like I was sinking into the bed and it wouldn't end. It just kept going. That's and I was like sweet. sober because I was in high school. I was like a hundred percent like clean, sober, whatever. Oh Abby. Oh talking. my god. Okay, well this is even better that you say that because you were talking to Hunter on the phone. Later you will understand what the fuck I'm talking about. But oh, you might have stop it. Weird, but I was awake, so that doesn't make sense. I don't well, know. You don't will know. find out. Ooh, the mind does crazy things. But this little thing about the vestibular system, my mom had that shit happen. Like her inner ear was like fucked up, and she had like Bell's palsy for a minute because of it. Oh, mm. so and she swears up and down that she can do that kind of shit, but she's just too scared to fully do it, especially after I made right. her watch Insidious. Oh, getting stuck. Okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah, she was like, let's not. Um, <laughs> so, though astral projection uh, practitioners insist their experiences are real, their evidence is all and anecdotal. What is, how do I pronounce that word? Antidotal? Antidotal, like the antidote? It's, is that? It's Even though it's A and C? A N E C D O T A L. Pretty sure it's like antidote, no? But antidotal. And that is weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different word. <laughs> I'm sure everyone is tired as fuck of me fucking up all these words. I'm so sorry. My mouth doesn't move correctly. Yeah, reading in your head is different than saying it, it aloud. In my head, I fucking kill it. I can, uh, yeah, I'm fucking killing it in my brain. You're a speed I'm like, reader. I'm like fucking three paragraphs down in my brain, and my mm-hmm. mind. <laughs> your mouth is, is still in the first sentence. To figure out this fucking <laughs> word. <laughs> so I think it's anecdotal. I probably am wrong. If I am, I'm sorry. But- Oxalotl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I say another word whenever I want to say that to you, but I fuck it up. But <clears throat> so, uh, just as a person who takes uh, peyote or LSD may be truly convinced that they are interacting with God, dead people, or angels while in this altered state, that's the same kind of shit that they're saying that astral projection practitioners are feeling or going mm-hmm. through. And it's, I like reading shit about science, (laughs) but whenever they 
I don't know, this whole fucking article that I was reading, I had to take some shit out because he was very condescending. I'm like, can you stop? Oh, dear. I get you're a scientist, but shit. I know. This is not going to make people want to listen. Yeah. Um, so while science may not be putting its stamp of approval on the concept of astral travel just yet, there have been some research, there has been some research done on the topic. Studies regarding how the brain reacts during astral projection has have found activation within the parts of the brain that govern movement and um, imagery projection, even while the body remains still. Uh which Ascension Guide and channeler Laura Brown says. For example, in a study published in the Frontiers of Human Neuroscience, <clears throat> researchers observed a subject's brain while they claimed to be astral projecting, and the researchers successfully identified some unique parts of the brain that were active during this alleged journey through ast the astral plane, which shows that astral projection is certainly a perceived experience in the brain of the astral traveler. But apparently wow. that wasn't enough to prove that they left. <laughs> right. And there is some anecdotal or whatever the fuck word that is, evidence that points to the v validity of astral projection too. All science aside, some of the most substantial evidence is in the U.S. government's admission that they employed a technique called remote viewing, which <laughs> is a fancy term for astral projection during war wartime, Brown says. Right. Using remote viewers, there was a significant advantage in anticipating the moves, locations, and devices being created by the opposition. Oh, shit. Is that like how Eleven on Stranger Things can like float in that tub and then she can hear the Russians or whatever? I believe so. Like walking in the blackness and be able to see. Yeah, or that's whatever. exactly what that was. And Weird. They, they legit were doing these. And I was going to add, <clears throat> I was going to add like a whole section on it, but I was like, oh, that's that could be a whole nother fucking. Right, right. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so studies may not be able to prove that a subject's consciousness actually travels through the astral realm, but research shows that our brains can certainly perceive the experience as being real. And until we can make abstract concepts such as consciousness scientifically tangible, we'll have to leave some things up to faith. An analogy, an analogy, an analogy that I often bring up to my students is if a computer is your body, then the software is your mind and the electricity is consciousness. Uh, Holy shit. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't put their first name. Their last name is Delpret says, damn it. <laughs> um, without consciousness, we won't have an experience. We won't have an experience in this body. So regardless of whether or not you believe in the existence of an astral plane, astral projection will likely feel very real to anyone experiencing it. When astral projecting, you actually take in information through all of your typical senses. Professional psychic Renee Watt says, you may not be having an experience in the physical realm during an astral projection session, but that doesn't mean that you won't perceive the experience through the usual sensations of your physical body. Some people can receive psychic information through touch or visions, while others hear messages or can smell things that aren't actually there, Watt says. You may experience tingling in your skin, but oh my god, that scared the shit. Oh, that scared that me. Said <laughs> so there's a child speaking. Okay, <laughs> that was creepy. 
Uh, you may, especially when I was reading, Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, you may experience tingling on your skin, but see nothing. Through the process of astral projection, you can have experiences that feel viscerally real, even though they're taking place on an astral or psychic level. What if you really want to know what astral projection is a real phenomenon or not, get to practicing and try to experience astral travel for yourself. So while astral projection may not be a scientific concept at this point, that doesn't mean it's not a real experience or that it can't be used as a helpful tool for your spiritual growth. Now, that was the background and some science, but I want to talk about how we're going to do this. Oh, gosh. So everyone, take out your pens and paper. (laughs) Just joking. So on the Astro Projection subreddit, they have a whole section that's super helpful. It has like Q&As with experienced members. It It has links to YouTube channels. Dedicated to helping others with astral projection, recommended seminars and courses, and other fun shit. Uh, and it will be linked in the show notes, which, if you aren't aware, is just podcast talk for episode description. So, on this subreddit, they say there's a golden rule. And this golden rule is if you want to learn to astral project, you need to put in the work. Pepper! <laughs> I shall project you across the room. <laughs> she thought I had something in my hand for her. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you need to study the subject, read, watch the videos, get inspired, meditate, and practice. Some are more natural at this than others, but regardless, anyone can do it. You need only to make an effort to master it like with anything in life. Practice makes perfect. It's the same as learning martial arts. You have to get up, go to the dojo, get to know the techniques, how it feels, and align them with your body and mind until mastered. So the first step is learning to meditate. Clear your mind. Once you get really good at meditating, it'll be a lot easier for you to like be able to do this. So it says, now that you're able to get yourself into a deep meditative state you can take steps to get in touch with your astral body during meditation try to see your traveling self a more transparent version of yourself lifting up and out of your physical body ascension guide and channeler laura brown says once you've mastered that work on turning around and seeing your physical body see that's what i was saying earlier This may not happen overnight, but keep practicing. If it doesn't come naturally, try visualizing your etheric body and aligning it with and aligning with it consciously. And don't get discouraged if it takes many meditation sessions to truly feel connected. So let's say you figure that shit out. Once you feel secure in your astral body, you can begin to access the astral plane or the limitless mental space unbound by the material world. Oh, and I will mention the shit that I'm about to read is very, um, it's full of like a bunch of spiritual jargon. Mm. That was just how the article was, um, presented and 
I didn't want to have to dumb it down. So here we go. Imagine the astral plane as a place that has different levels. It makes it multidimensional. It's possible to travel between these layers. So imagine a very high skyscraper. Every floor has its own characteristic, its own inhabitants, its own surrounding, its own vibration, frequency, and energy. So the first floor is a place of lower vibrations closer to Earth. It's likely that when you astral project for the first time, this is where your first experience will be. So the astral plane is a place you share with other humans who astral project. We know this. But also with a lot of regular people that inhabit these places are their primary, as their primary home in the afterlife. Like there's people that live there. So when we say low vibrations, we mean a low form of consciousness, not low as in stupid or lesser, low as in dark, restraining, limited. Fear, for example, is a product of a low vibration and love is a product of high vibration. So we can connect and align to the astral plane through dreams, meditation, controlled breathing, visualization, and by letting go of our consciousness. Oh, once again, I've talked about it 5 billion times already. I'm sorry to y'all that have heard this part already, but letting go of your consciousness is literally what it felt like when I was really super high and I thought my body... And I thought I was leaving my body, like my soul was leaving. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've had that before too on like um, edibles specifically. It has like a weird body high where I'll be laying down. It feels like I'm floating. Yes, dude. Or I can feel ghosts touching me. No, never. To the point where I'll like, I'll turn around and I thought somebody touched me, but it's just, I well, have like, I guess extra sensitive skin or something. It feels like. Fucking red. Why that clothes. happens. You're like astral projecting. You're like psychically feeling. Well, I'm awake. I'm like, I, I guess my consciousness is tired of the human world or something because it's happening while I'm awake, like fully awake yeah, doing stuff. Yeah, that's what, yes, Abby. It's like pulling at me. That's creepier than I thought because you know how I told you ever since, it's been like two years now where every time I do have a dream, it feels like I'm leaving a different reality every time I wake up. I don't remember you telling me that, but now that you've said that, oof, it reminds me. Dude, and- <laughs> that's what make you know what's weird? Ever since you left, I have not mm-hmm. had like those crazy ass like blockbuster movie dreams. Oh my god, you used to like write in your journal. Yeah, like I mean I've had like one or two, but they have not been not like whenever you were around. Dang, well we're gonna have to test it out in June. Stop it. I'm going to fucking have like this fucking epic We're going to be walking around in some darkness and we're going to be like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> Weird. We're going to have to do all kinds of spooky shit while I'm there. We might as well. We're going to reconnect. Did you call me? Am I dreaming this or did you say that I was like your twin flame or something? I think I did while I was under the influence. You were like looking up stuff and then you sent me. You were like, I think this is what we yeah. are. And I was like, oh. I do believe it, honestly. Like, what an honor. My, I vibrate higher. Like this thing says, I vibrate higher whenever I'm around you. Oh, Abby. That's wild. How sweet. It's Yeah, it's like that um, for some people. So that makes sense that it's us. Yes. Anyway, cool. Um. Uh, so that was astrologer Lisa Stardust who said that. 
She continued on, when we attain a trance-like energy through heightened meditation or lucid dreaming, usually by thinking on a situation or person, we can travel outside our outside our bodies through space and time to a place where we can unite with others and see situations from a different lens. At this point, by combining intention and astral body awareness to your meditative trance, you can begin to move through astral space and connect with new energies, ideas, places, and spaces in time. So if you've reached this state in your practice, it may be time to begin your travels. Now, and this is literally just you like barely leaving your body. So here we go. We're going places now. So after connecting with your astral body, consciously intend to send yourself to a specific destination, Brown said. It's best to enter the astral space Of course, my mom's calling me. (laughs) It's best to enter the astral space with an intentional destination or goal in mind so that you're not just aimlessly wandering. Your intention could be to connect with a spirit guide, visit a place in the past or future, or find spiritual answers to questions you're seeking in the physical plane. Remember to always be cautious when astral projecting and use energetic cleansing techniques afterwards to ensure you don't pick up any weird unwanted vibes once you get the hang of astral traveling and feel confident in your ability to access your astral body and move through the astral plane you'll be able to access this state more easily practice makes perfect brown says at this point as an avid astral traveler i do a simple meditation that allows me to send my consciousness out to these spacious spaces instantly While beginners to the practice may not always reach their destination or enter the astral realm as easily, the more often you practice, the stronger your skills will be. So that's all fine and dandy. That's like a pretty good starting point. But let's say that you do all that shit and then or you manage to at the very least just get out of your body and like wander around your house. And what the fuck happens if you see something in your house? Oh, my God. The shadow people. There is a scary side to astral projection. Horror movies Mm -hmm. like Insidious make us wonder if it's possible for entities to enter our bodies once our astral selves have left or if we can get stuck in the astral world, leaving our bodies to die from being gone for so long. So. Because that is a possibility I'm about to tell you in a minute. So most sources that take astral projection extremely seriously will tell you that Mm. it's safe, that you can't get stuck, and that nothing can enter your body while you're gone. And of course, we want to believe that because fear-mongering is the absolute worst, but Mm. we are doing a fucking scary podcast today, so I'm going to... (laughs) I'm going to give you a little bit of both. There's the safe side and then the dark dark side. side. So, and I mean, believe it or not, it doesn't matter. You know, like, I'm just here to entertain you. So Funsies. um, (laughs) So I'm going to tell you the story of Robert. Oh, no. Where'd it go? Oh, no. I fucking need to know how to pronounce his name. His last name. 
Okay, his name is, or I'm going to tell you the story of Robert and Oshchik, which might not even be pronounced correctly either, but that was what I heard Google tell me. Um, so I'm going to tell you the story of Robert and Oshchik and some other creepy, crazy stuff that uh, you can figure out for yourself if you want to believe or not. So Robert Antoshchik was a 29-year-old yoga teacher, beekeeper, and vegetarian from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Robert was a peaceful and loving man who wanted to make a difference in the world. He wasn't your typical hippie, though. He was a weightlifter and martial artist. As a student, he was part of the physics club and rocket technology club. He lived a healthy lifestyle, didn't drink or do drugs, and taught yoga at the YMCA for the past two years before his death. Uh, Robert was also intrigued by the spiritual side of yoga, particularly astral projection, was which was becoming more popular in the 1970s. Robert, a spiritual adventurer, wasn't satisfied with just reading about astral projection. He wanted to experience it for himself. So he went on a journey to India to find a master yogi. He went straight to the source of ancient knowledge to fully immerse himself in the practice of astral projection. While in India, his teachers warned him not to go too far with astral projection as it could be dangerous. Robert was having dreams about a beautiful and exotic woman with a captivating voice calling him from the cosmos. The idea of a transcendent love interest was appealing to the young single man. Uh, he was determined to find her using the skills he had developed in astral projection. So one day in June 1975, he told his roommate Neil that he needed to be alone and wouldn't be disturbed. He locked himself in his room to concentrate on entering the astral plane and finding the mysterious woman he was searching for. So Robert laid down on his back in his room and formed his hands into soft fists. He meditated to release the usual connection between his body and soul. People who practice <clears throat> astral projection often describe a peaceful yet unsettling sensation of separating from their body, accompanied by a loud roar in their ears. That would scare the mm. shit out of me. Honestly, snap your head out of it. Yeah. They typically see their own unmoving body left behind connected to their astral body by a cord, like an umbilical cord or an astronaut's lifeline. This is called the silver line, the silver cord, silver cord, because that's what it's supposed to look like, apparently. Weird. Some report feeling confused and nauseous before gaining control of their movements in the astral plane. The astral body is lighter, but still has mass. And once you get the hang of it, you can travel anywhere you want. Some even say through time. Robert's journey to find the female spirit had begun. Was she a fellow astral projector or something beyond this world? Neil was getting more and more worried. Three days had passed since no. his roommate locked himself in his room with strict instructions not to be disturbed. I can't believe that he fucking let him be in there for three days. So finally, Neil broke down the door and found Robert dead. 
He was laying on his Jesus. back with his thumbs between his index and middle finger. He looked frozen. So, okay, yeah. So he looked frozen like the warmth of his soul had been taken away and he was now just a cold shell. And he was smiling. Oh, he found her. So the police arrived. That's freaky. So the police arrived and were completely confused. Even the pathologist at the local hospital couldn't find a reason for Robert's death. He had been in great health and treated his body like a temple, but there was no obvious cause of death. The experts were getting desperate, and one doctor just started looking into the dangers of medication or meditation. Another local astrologer friend thought that Robert had simply decided not to come back to his body. So the idea of psychic suicide seemed far-fetched for someone as full of life as Robert. The idea that he was somehow prevented from coming back to his body is even more upsetting. Everyone was trying to find an answer. It was the first time in U.S. history that a headline claimed that astral projection had taken a human life. Holy shit. Yeah. But then, this is where, I was like super excited about this, and then it gave me the rest of what happened, but it says eventually, so, I do want to say before I read that, uh, don't let this next part cloud your- The possibilities. Yes. Yes. So- Eventually, an official explanation for Robert's death emerged, saying that he had died from a cocaine overdose. But his loved ones never believed it. They said he was all about living healthy and never drank or did drugs. Is it possible that the authorities were simply trying to cover up a supernatural death by writing it off as a cocaine overdose? If it was genuinely a drug-related death, perhaps Robert believed that using cocaine would help him in his astral projection journey and accidentally used too much. Perhaps. I mean, even edibles make me feel like I'm freaking flying. So, I I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, I can't, like, I think we've discussed this before that um, to a certain extent, of course, but, like, um, substances and things can almost like feel like they're thinning the veil between yeah. or like you're more susceptible to like coming into contact with things. Cause you're not fully conscious yeah. whenever you're on substances. So it makes kind of a little bit of sense if I don't know. Yeah. But that is freaky to not know if that was intentional or not. A lot of people in the astral projection subreddit or not a lot, but there was like a handful that had, tried like ayahuasca and like stuff like that and they all Mm -hmm. said the same shit and i don't know i mean it alters your reality when you come back for sure like i said i even feel weird when i wake up from dreams because it's like i'm still in the same state of mind that i was when i was asleep it's weird like if i had something stressful going on in my dream i'll wake up and my mood is just Mm. messed up (laughs) yeah i know that but yeah it's weird so According to astralhq.com, they say if you follow the best practices, you'll probably be abs- you'll probably be absolutely safe. Uh, but there are some dangers that you should know about before beginning your astral projection journey. And here we are. Dying and waking life. A common fear is that you can die in waking life if you die in a dream or an OBE. 
this is simply not true. The only thing that is true is that if you get killed in waking life while you're having an OBE, you'll die for real, (laughs) which is common sense. So having an OBE doesn't protect you from dangers of the real physical world. If you get stabbed, shot, or otherwise fatally injured in the real world while you're having an OBE experience, you'll die, period. (laughs) Yeah. So getting possessed by a demon or evil entity. Getting possessed by something that can only normally happen when you let it. So possession can happen. Uh, but you have to invite the entity in or be really weak or vibrating at a low frequency. So if you're wandering around while you're astral projecting and your body's just open, something can just swoop in? Well, here, let me... So basically, and especially it says if you're vibrating at a low frequency. If you're vibrating at a low frequency, according to this, you can't even astral project. Like, or you can't, like, go far. Far enough to where a fucking mm-hmm. demon's gonna find you, you know what I mean? Cut that silver cord yeah, and but also, if in. that's the only reason that they'll come into you, besides you offering your body up, they might be lurking mm-hmm. around there. We. Oui. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I was gonna ask if, if there are non-human entities that roam the same yes, there's realm or whatever. several that I'm gonna tell you. Oh, fuck. So <clears throat> it says, make sure that when you astral project, you're vigilant and firm with any spirits or entities you come across. If you come across anything threatening in your EOB travel or E, oh my God, OBE travels, that was dyslexia right there. Uh, <laughs> make sure you imagine or visually imagine a bright white light coming from your abdomen and shining all around you. Say no to anything trying to enter your body or come back with you. Mm-hmm. so getting lost and separated from your physical body you can't okay you can't get physically separated from getting back to your body while astral projecting it's a myth and there's no real danger here to worry about in the same way you can't get trapped or or kept in the astral realm against your will sometimes it can seem like this is happening but all you need to do is focus all of your energy on returning to your body and you will. Visualize your silver cord, which I was talking about earlier, and imagine mm-hmm. it's pulling you back to your body. Also, sometimes you can be delayed by an entity that wants to keep you there, but often only by a few minutes or so. Nothing has the power to really keep you in the astral realm against your will, so don't worry about that. That's what it says. Oh my God. Who knows? I don't know. I know, right? And... Maybe they're just trying to convince more people to do it so that they can be taken like, over. If they're saying you got to visualize this stuff, what happens if you freak the fuck out? <clears throat> That's what I was going to say. What if I panic or something yeah. and I cut the cord myself, take off running and then <laughs> to the I darkness? Like when I had that fucking moment where I thought my soul was leaving my body, I literally was scared because I thought I'm not going to be Dude, able to yeah. hold on. Right. Then, Your breathing gets all – yeah. I, oh, I yeah. thought of something else – and I was fine. Like, I forgot that I was worrying about letting go. Just a little moment of anxiety. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, I know that feeling too, so that's weird. It's the whole idea of, like, detaching from your body. It almost kind of reminds me of Donnie Darko where that beam yes. of light is, like, right ahead. And it, like, leaves a trail behind. Yes. Almost like how the how time works. Like, you're walking towards the future and leaving the past behind, but it leaves a mark, yes. like, where you were. That is very good. weird. 
I'm thinking of all these examples of what could possibly seem like it's portraying the same kind of thing, which is yeah, Yeah, your consciousness like leaving. Creepy. So the next thing is going to send you over the edge. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) Evil demons that want to have sex with you. Oh, perfect. There are demons or entities in the spiritual or in the spirit or astral realm that literally just want to suck the energy out of you sexually. No matter Mm. how tempting, these should be avoided at all costs. The energy they will steal is valuable, apparently. So if you like if you have to have high vibration in order to even do it, then they're in the perfect place. Yeah. So All you need to do is say no, and just like before, imagining a white light shining through you that blocks them out and pushes them back. You have the power here. And I'm actually going to talk about this a little bit later, too. Um, Not much further down, but um, yeah. So another danger that they say is it's not necessarily like a well, I don't want to say a real danger, but fuck it. I'll just read it. So um, another danger <laughs> of astral projection is that you'll use it to escape your waking life and get disconnected from reality. Just like video gamers losing track of what he or she should be doing in real life uh, or what they should be doing in real life, the beginner astral projector might get lost. And... Hmm. They say to remember that real life is more important than astral life, which begs to differ. Well, I've never been there, so I don't know. Well, I know. And like that guy, I mean, what if he really did like it there and he was like, eh, this is great. I'm just going to stay here. Or what if you really do just lose track of time and so you're not eating or anything, so you're going to die in the real world? (gasps) What if that's where people go when they go into a coma? That's what I was – did you really not think that at the beginning? No. That's the first thing I thought of was like sometimes people go somewhere when they're in a coma. Or they so they say I mean I it's your subconscious it, but, not, or whatever, but I guess I didn't see it as like astral projection. Especially if they can see themselves or whatever. Some people say Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. The whole point of not being able to tell if it was in, intentional or not when they don't come back is what's scary though. You won't be able to know. <clears throat> Absolutely. Another mm-hmm. danger is getting fatigued. A common problem that lucid dreamers have is that they focus on techniques that involve interrupting their sleep. And when you do that, you feel tired the next day and it makes you feel bad. And then if you continuously keep mm-hmm. doing it, you just create a cycle that you is wear yourself out. And then you'll be on a low uh, frequency or whatever, oh, and then you won't be able to come back. You're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> You got to know your limits. Yeah, that's pretty scary. And also, I wanted to know, like, how much, how do you know how much time has passed? Because that would freak me out. I would be trying to come right back the second I got there because I'd be scared. Yeah, I would just freak out. When you get back, it's three days later. They're like, oh, my God, how are you still alive? All of that. We thought you were in a coma. (laughs) So you're getting fed with tubes. But if you weren't, then you'd be dead. No. Creepy. Okay, well, here's, okay, so here we go. Uh, uncomfortable or scary experiences. A common but not very widely talked about danger is that you'll get scared. The astral realm <laughs> is not a place for beginners or novices because the things you will see or experience there can be scary at times. Of course, most of the time, if you have a strong positive intention, nothing bad will happen, but it's much like hallucinating. If you have a doubt or a bad emotional state before going into the trip, quote unquote, you'll have a pretty bad time. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I'm picturing SpongeBob whenever the bus left him at Glow World or whatever. <laughs> He's all scared. He keeps like trying to run and he can't go. Anyways, go Dude, ahead. Damn it. I want to watch this. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorites. That is so accurate. Oh, How scary that would be. That would be you. Dude, no. My fear would be like if I freaking astral project and I end up in like a backroom situation. No. Oh, my God. We and there's do no the one there rooms. and I'm just like, hello? We do need to because that has been a trend. Like now, I didn't know that, that that's what that was called yeah, where there's nobody, there. but it's like a familiar space like a, or whatever. Yeah, it's like a liminal. labyrinth of shit. You just keep going and going and going. Emma is obsessed with it. She loves shit. That's freaky. Shit. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Because there's nobody there. That's the scariest yes. part. Anyways, go on. Um, <laughs> okay. So it says, so make sure you're grounded, stable, and emotionally and mentally ready to astral project <laughs> and that you're not carrying any real life issues into the astral realm. If you are, <laughs> then you're asking for trouble. I can never. Right. Then I can't. Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt. Take it. Just put it out of yeah. Put me on the bench, coach. <laughs> Um, another is that you'll get overwhelmed. It's easy to get scared or overwhelmed by the sensation in the astral realm, and it happens a lot to beginners. They enter the astral plane, not sure what to expect, but then they experience things that are so far from what they know that they freak out, panic, and get stressed. It might not be the right time for you to project. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, you should definitely just try to do that whenever you're not. Uh, It says astral project. Only try and astral project when you're emotionally and mentally stable and strong. If you're depressed, Shit. stressed, anxious, or insecure, don't try it yet. Well, I'll never, once Did again, it? never be no, able to. No, no. I will wake up astral projectile vomiting <laughs> <laughs> from how scared I just was. Hell yeah. I thought I would never come back. Hunter's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I guess here's another answer to that other fear that we have a really common experience people have not only while astral projecting but also while lucid dreaming is just not knowing what to do imagine this you you forget the beam of light instructions wait what am i (laughs) my chest what what am i supposed to do where's that cord oh god (laughs) that would happen it's all tangled i'm just kidding oh my god and then it's (laughs) jesus um tripping you and shit since you finally have an OBE, realize you're not in your physical body and then you're unable to decide what to do. This makes you panic and you end up feeling like you're stuck there. You're not really stuck, but you think you are simply because you're not sure what you want to do. So you have to set a really strong intention on what you want to do when you first astral project. The intention could be really simple, like fly above my body or fly down the street. The intention is what you will use to ground yourself and anchor yourself to the waking body. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it says you should not worry about any of these dangers, but it just told us to be worried. Yes, there are some <laughs> things to consider, but it's really not that bad. In fact, the only reason this post was written is because many people, Oh, this was on the subreddit. Uh, Oh no, it wasn't. This was another website. Uh, is because many people were searching on Google and asking us over email what the dangers were. It's almost like people expect there to be dangers, but there aren't really any to worry about. Things mentioned Mm -hmm. here are just guidelines. You'll find that when you start having regular OBEs, you'll know your limits and what feels good or bad. Mm -hmm. 
So now back so. to the demons. Oh god. And uh other This takes people. trust your gut to a whole new level. Dude, for real. I can't. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm gonna go into the demons and the other things that you could run into. Oh but, fuck. So when you separate your astral body with your physical body, you might draw the attention of spirits or entities who reside in the astral realm. Depending on who you speak to, these demons look different. That's because they can shapeshift. Many stories report these demons being very grotesque in appearance or having a dark having a darker light about them. <clears throat> Unfortunately, these demonic entities can appear to you in a form that you already trust like your partner or a family member. They can also shapeshift to look like other beings from the astral realm, like your spirit guide. That's fucking terrifying. Uh, what the? These evil entities want one of two things. They either want to possess your body or they want to steal your energy. If they want to possess you, they can't do this through the astral realm. They can only do it when they're in the physical world. So in films, demonic possession is shown as a loss of control where the demon is exercising its will, but inside your physical form. This isn't the case. Instead, the demon becomes intertwined with your body. You can tell that something isn't right, but you don't lose yourself. It's also important to remember that you cannot be possessed unless you let the demon in. You have to want to be possessed on some level. We, I'm God. What was that? Stop it. Did you hear that? What if you don't know if your subconscious wants to be possessed? Like, bitch, I thought I could trust you to have my back (laughs) talking to yourself. I feel like (laughs) a long time ago I did that. Like, I feel like I did it without realizing it. You know what I mean? I feel like depression is a way that gets you, or it's a starting point, or like grief gets you there. It's weird. Um, therefore we recommend being vigilant at all times and being firm with any entity that's trying to persuade you to let it in just remember that you are in complete control don't be afraid to ask for help either alternatively they can want to steal your energy this is your life force and if you've honed your skills then you will have a bright and strong energy which is bound to draw the attention of demons who want to steal it many people Okay, that I heard. I don't know what the fuck that was. I heard that too. It sounded like something fell. I'm getting scared. You better stop. (laughs) Just kidding. I felt a little surge of like excitement in my chest. Oh no. Until shit starts flying around, I'm going to be like, no. Okay. I know, honestly. Oh God. Uh, Many people report that fighting against an evil entity has left them exhausted. And this is because their energy is being sapped away. So... When encountering a demonic entity, people often become overcome with fear and forget that they are the ones in control. Other times, people aren't properly trained to be astral projecting and end up doing so at a dangerously low frequency where they are at risk of being separated from their body. See this? Yes. So you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of these situations lead to a danger of paralysis. Oh, my God. Is that what sleep paralysis is? Oh, no. If the demon is able to overpower you or make you think that you that they are in control, it can feel as though they are holding you against your will. Once they have paralyzed you, they are free to exercise their every whim. This sounds terrifying. 
because it could mm. be it is unbelievably important that you learn how to astro project properly so that this doesn't happen to you what if you're that's what sleep paralysis is like you're astral projecting and you've lured this fucking demon to you it followed yes and now it's making you think that it's in control but it just has you paralyzed or you've just paralyzed yourself in fear and it knows that that you've done that too and it's just sapping away your energy because it oh my god oh my god and that's and that's why you can't move oh my gosh well that could be a possibility. So then it says, rather than interacting with you, a demon may instead attach itself to you like a parasite. <laughs> that reminds me of fucking insidious. Yeah, just like draining you <clears throat> slowly. Spirits are incredibly stubborn. For some, they see the parasite latch onto their astral body, while others only notice its presence when they return to their physical form. Although these astral parasites may be a nuisance, they aren't fatal. Ooh. They draw on fear. Well, yeah, because they want to keep oh, they, what yeah. they want to keep draining you, so they don't want to kill you. Yeah. Oh Lord! They draw on fear, so by giving them no control over your emotions and focusing on your life, they won't cause much of an issue. So they're just gonna be there. But oh, and that's great. Mm. Um, sometimes the demons don't want to fight you or attach itself to you. They'll instead try and tempt you sexually. So we're going to get into that a little bit. Mm. Uh, lots of different cultures and religions have stories about a succubus or incubus, which we did an episode on, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, or a, a succubus or incubus type creature that visits people mm. and tries to seduce them before stealing their energy. These tales have existed across the globe for for so long because the threat of sexual temptation by demons is one of the oldest tricks in the book. Having sex while astral projecting isn't the same as physical sex, though it can be equally pleasurable. Although it may seem like a thrilling idea, please stay vigilant and resist. It may seem like a (laughs) thrilling idea to have sex with a demon. Don't tempt me. Unfortunately, these sexual demons may appear to you in a non-consensual situation where you are effectively raped by the demon. Ooh, I should have put trigger. Is that cheating? Oh, yeah. Uh, It's not cheating if you're raped. If you accept. But if you accept it, is that cheating? Oh, yeah. If it was consensual, it's totally cheating. Damn. (laughs) Hmm. I don't think it is. (laughs) Um, so these demons that rely on astral sex to get energy are resonating at a very low frequency, so it's easy to overpower them. Just remember mm-hmm. to strengthen your mind and summon your white light. Another key factor in astral projection is that you're always in control. So if you find yourself in an unpleasant situation, follow your silver cord back to your body and escape. So speaking of astral sex. You can have consensual sex on the astral plane with non-demons. And here is where I was talking about um, what you were saying earlier about you and Hunter talking. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We were on the phone. So essentially, partners travel outside of their body to a dimension known as astral plane where their souls are able to have sex. That's not actually any – there's – not actually in a physical act happening, but two souls are witnessing and experiencing each other wholly in a very intimate way. 
Astral sex Mm -hmm. is more like a union of two conscious experiences. Graham Nichols, an OBE researcher and author of Navigating the Out-of-Body Experience, explains. In some of the esoteric literature, astral sex has been called melding, which gives an idea of what the experience is like. It's more like the entire self or inner experience is shared and unified with another person. So this melding is what the experience of astral sex is all about, says Catherine Allen, a clairvoyant, intuitive, and author of A Little Bit of Intuition, though she describes it less in terms of astral projection and more terms in terms of a soul connection. There are definitely connections you make with people on a soul level. The soul connection is real enough that there's telepathy and certainly that sexual energy and attraction on some on a soul level can manifest as astral sex. So how do you have astral sex? This is where it comes in, Abby. Pay attention. Oh, snap. Having astral sex is not exactly an effortless, effortless, effortless feat. In order to achieve astral sex, Nichols says, you need to be attuned deeply on a psychological or physical or psychic level, as well as being able to take that connection into an OBE. He notes that it's most common when a new relationship has formed and is brimming with energy and the desire to connect. It can also happen in longer term relationships, he says, but there must be a great deal of passion, connection, and ability to have OBEs. The first step. Oh my God. See? Uh, the first step is for both partners to get comfortable with astral projection, aka having the out of body experience. And this might be something best learned by working with a professional, blah, blah, blah. Um, Nichols says that you can help induce OBEs through techniques that break down your sense of self. For example, try visualization methods, breathing techniques, and even, and even physical exhaustion. When you lie down at night, start to work with the sensation of your soul separating from your body. Once you've got that down, your next step will be to meet your level lover in the astral plane. You won't need to be physically near each other either, of course, as you'll be meeting on a soul level. As Alan notes, astral sex between couples that are physically separated is certainly possible. Oh my goodness. See, well, that was unintentional, so but I guess my breathing was right. Like your body was floating, you said? Yeah, or like I was sinking. Yeah, Yeah, like we were having a conversation and then all of a sudden I like told him, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having the weirdest feeling right now. And he was like, what? And I was like, I feel like I'm sinking, but it just keeps going. And like, I'm not moving. I'm just laying still on my back. And he was like, that's crazy. But we had been discussing lucid dreaming in high school, like in our notes and everything, but I don't know if we ever attempted it and it just didn't work or what, but that was like random. And then we ended up having a long distance relationship later on but well, y'all that never happened like, again i don't think i mean i'm assuming we, yeah we would like fall asleep on the phone and stuff and like, i mean madly in love i mean y'all still, are still pretty close now but i'm very thankful because yes I mean, but yes like, at the same time you could, wouldn't think it would be powerful so young you know what i mean I like I my parents like thought young love it wasn't gonna last because so <laughs> that's all Aww, they fucking know you know what i mean that's true. There's no um very there's there were a few like trials and tribulations, but it's not like the same as when you're like married or whatever. Yeah, it's not the or, same. Or like at adults all. and you have struggles. Right, exactly. So you can you can put all your energy into that and being like affectionate and passionate yes. and whatever. Especially because when writing you're, poems. Yeah, when you're young, you don't have like 
problems that you would as an adult in a relationship. Exactly. So there's nothing to take yes. your energy away. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. I had never thought yes. about that that way. Well, cute. Um, I do have one small story. Oh, I actually have two small stories um, that are scary. You ready? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It's actually really fucking terrifying. Oh, God. <clears throat> when I was in the seventh grade, I heard about astral projection for the first time, and I thought the idea seemed pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an out-of-body experience and travel the world? Anyways, I'd been attempting it for several months to no avail. I eventually stopped attempting it, and then one day in January, I decided to hit the bed around 7 p.m. to take a nap. And then the next second, I began to feel like I was being pulled out of my body as a strong vibration feeling overcame me, similar to that feeling you get when you smoke a cigarette and get a nicotine rush. Mm. I then was floating in my room and felt a presence right behind me, but didn't think much of it. I don't know who the fuck you think. Why would you not think? Why would you not? Okay. Andy says it wasn't a good presence, more of a demonic one. Um, We're just going to hunky-dory continue. Yeah. What the fuck? Despite my family being home and awake, I didn't see anyone there. And the only light that illuminated and only the light that illuminated the stairway was on. Everything else had a blue tint to it. And I could see clearly in the dark. I had to swim through the air to be able to move and went through my door and swam my way downstairs. I decided to go up and through the ceiling and then through the roof and explore this new plane of existence. However, as I went through the ceiling, I saw this creature rushing towards the stairs and it stopped (gasps) as soon as I stopped moving to see it. Ew! It gets worse. I could only see the back of it and the right side of it since it was partially blocked by a wall but it had yellow skin pointy elongated ears a tail that was medium size and it appeared to be as tall as i was at the time five six i stared at it for a few seconds frozen in fear and before i knew it i was awake back in my bed i looked at my clock and several minutes had passed by i don't know what to think of it but it was an interesting experience I would never try it again, ever. No, 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 yeah. no, never. To think that 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 thing knew you saw it, yeah, like, uh. yeah, no, thank you. And I don't even know. Oh my god. Oh, um, there's some of these experiences. It was like excerpts that were pulled, um, of like people giving their experience or whatever. But there was like two that I picked um Mm -hmm. one guy said that he could hear a deep like roaring noise like a like a refrigerator Mm -hmm. turning on or something um but he could it was like super deep and then he heard a very creepy whisper in his ear and then a pop and then he woke up and Ew. he was like, I was super sweaty, like super bad. And then he said another time um, he kept getting sleep paralysis and uh, okay. So he said that he hadn't felt like any like physical touching from like astral projecting or whatever. So he says one night I was sleeping alone in the living room couch. I heard and felt 
someone walking in. I felt safe until I knew I couldn't move. The person was sifting through the stuff behind the couch, and my position restricted me from seeing it. Then I heard and felt it stop. A few seconds later, I quickly got to I quickly got to my head to my head. Oh, to my head side of the couch as if it knew I was as if it knew that I knew of its presence. And then I felt it poke my right cheek. And it kept poking. Oh. And then it finally stopped and I broke free of the paralysis. But what the fuck? Oh my gosh. And this one. Unless it's yourself. What if you see yourself? Like, what if you change shape when you go so that you blend in with everybody, but then it's yourself? You just don't look like yourself. So you get scared. Oh, no. Oh. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. This one is creepy, (laughs) but it's. I don't know. Here we go. Yep. I'm an 18-year-old girl, and I didn't know anything about astral projection. Tonight, around 2.30, I fell asleep as I was very tired. Then, after some time, I found myself in my bedroom in front of the mirror. As I turned back, I saw a weird entity which was floating, and it had no body. It was like... It was something in a brown color made up of dust. I got scared and ran towards my hall. On my way, I saw three more entities. I think they were ghosts or some spirits. They were coming, like, towards me, and I got very scared. Uh, But I was moving very fast, as if I was, like, literally flying. And then I Mm -hmm. saw myself sleeping in the hall where I was, like, physically sleeping. And Mm -hmm. um, she was so fucking scared of the shit following her she'd like leapt into her body oh my god and then she said uh after some time i felt my hand moving on its own i knew i was dreaming but i felt everything like real but i couldn't move my body i opened my eyes and i tried to scream i couldn't even scream like it was like something was stopping me i couldn't say anything and then i finally woke up and here's one last one this one actually is a creepypasta, but it scared the shit out of me, so I thought I would add it. Mm. It was, or It's called My First Astral Projection Experience. I began to feel my body separating from my... Oh, my God. I began to feel my soul separating from my body. I've gotten to this point before, but I always chicken out and don't push over the edge. But this time, I'm really going to do it. The world around me is vibrating. My entire body is aching as I'm trying to yank my soul out of it until finally I'm standing over my sleeping body. I look around the room and decide to leave. I walk to the door and walk through it. I see my boyfriend sitting on the couch watching TV. Out the corner of my eye, I see my cat running down the hallway. So I float over to her and notice there's another cat she's playing with, a cat I've never seen before. Both of them look at me and they start walking towards me, meowing loudly. This goes on for a few minutes until my boyfriend gets up and says, what are you looking at? Nothing again, silly cat. I chuckle. I can't wait to tell him about that later. So cute. I walk walk into the bathroom and stare at the long full-length mirror. I am myself. I just have more of a glow. And my eyes are so icy blue, they might as well be white. Something whispers, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) Something whispers in my ear, 
walk through the mirror. It'll be fun. I trust the voice. I walk through the mirror and I'm greeted with a being that is not human. It looks at me, smiles, and runs through the mirror that I had just come through. No. I turn around, scream, and something grabs my arm as I'm trying to run back to my body. I manage to break through and get back through the mirror and back to my bedroom. When I make it back to my sleeping body, my boyfriend is asleep next to me. My cat is curled up at my feet, and the creature is standing over my bed. It laughs as it jumps into my body, and I run in after it. Now, I'm awake, alone, and stuck in my body with something else. You have to share your body. Oh, gosh. The idea. Fuck all that. I got geese bumps. That is so spooky. To leave with a little hilarious comment on Reddit that I found just to give you something to think about and to make you not as fucking creeped out with that creepy pasta. <laughs> Someone said, I'm high right now and I just thought of something interesting. What if our everyday waking life is just astral projection, projecting, and when we astral project, it's actually reality? <laughs> what if? You wouldn't know. That's too much. Golly. That's too much. This is it. Shit. Hey, it was a good one. This was fun. We've been meaning to touch on this subject, Hell and yeah. you were the best person to do it. That was awesome. It's just all the possibilities that make it so scary. And I feel like if they have already developed a way to measure something like that, they're not going to share or release a way for everyone to know right. because that almost opens the gate for like mind control and um, mind reading. Like think about it. All of those things would rely on being able to Maybe prove experiences. Knows, just like stranger things, you know? I know, right? We, I really want to talk about like MK Ultra and stuff like that, because that shit has evidence. Like there are documents of people that were tricked into, you know, being part of an experiment. Yeah. So it's it's a fact that the government has been, you know, messing around with this kind of stuff. I feel like overseas, it's still because a lot of those names you mentioned they sounded like Russian or Polish or something. Uh-huh. So. It's the same idea as like whenever it was a space race, but now we're like trying to see what dimensions we can reach with our mind's eye and shit. Oof, but it's scary apparently. <laughs> they made VR happen, so who knows? Have you seen Don't Worry Darling? Yes, I have. That was fucked up. So like if you die while you're asleep or like connected to that thing, then you die. I don't know. It's like kind of the same. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of that movie, with I astral didn't projection, think they could ever make Harry Styles look as gross as they did. God, really? They had to do. I yeah, know. that was I pretty was like, funny. I can't ever unsee this. He's just a creep. <laughs> don't ever wear glasses. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, really, that was wild. That ending, incel, incel people. That's literally men. what he was. Ooh. Well, that's what they wanted. Spoiler alert. But anyways. Spoiler alert, <sighs> yeah, you should have fucking... Which, I mean, some people would prefer just to sleep and just live in that fantasy world, but some people wouldn't, you know? They enjoy free will. I mean, if I had... Coming and going. Looking, if I had... Nope, I'm not going to finish what I just 
<laughs> you, you're like, I'll trade it all if we look better, feel better, live better. My life now. Yeah, because you're free and, you know, we can do whatever you want. But, yeah, that was crazy. LOL. It just whenever, Who was it? Oh, somebody did tell me that. I'm excited. They were like, sign me up. Whenever, whenever what, tell me. fucking just eats her out on the table. I know, dude. All those scenes, awesome. Where are more like, of those scenes? What is happening? I love Florence. I'm not even really into Harry Styles, but like, I loved I it. You know what? I felt what? the same way. I don't like Harry Styles, <laughs> like per se. Like, I don't like his. I don't really. I'm not really into his music or anything. And I never really thought he was like super attractive. And then I saw that movie, and I was like, Oh, hello! I'm now if, I know, right? I've not thought this way of this boy before. <laughs> They were they were on high vibration. I feel like um, Florence is just. I think I've said it before. She's just very. Uh, she reminds me Colleen. of a Karen. Wow, have you seen Midsummer? Yes, come on. And she, her annoying ass. Wow, she wasn't meant <gasps> to be annoying. I mean, the boyfriend was a fucking <laughs> asshole, but yeah, I feel like yeah. she was annoying because like quit fucking being like quit letting him up. do that to you. You are better. Yeah, I agree. But hey, she was in a in a rough spot there. Damn, she lost her whole she family. She really did. It was fucked up. She needed a better fucking friend group or something. She upgraded to a cult. Mm. She did. She got a whole <laughs> ass new fucking family. She got a whole new family. Yeah. A family that will cry with her. Um, wailing. And watch her die a horrific death when she's old. Oh yeah, whenever it's her turn or whatever. That movie was fun. I rewatched that the other day, so Florence is fresh on my mind. Um, but yeah, that astral projection shit. Oh my goodness, I don't know if I would ever attempt. Cause yeah, with my like, I'd freak out and get lost. Word. I want to do it so bad, but I'm afraid. Like, just to see if it's real. Yeah, just to <laughs> see if it's real. I mean, I can meditate, and I've gotten to points like in dreams where I'm like. Am I in another dimension? Mm. Like literally those blockbuster dreams that I would have made me think like I was just living someone else's life in another dimension. Right. Like it's so vivid. Yeah. Like Um. I just slipped into somebody else's life. Like the one with the little kids calling me Alice, like, and that I had gone all Mm -hmm. over the place and this dude had been looking for me. Like. That felt. Yeah. I say, I believe that. That almost scary. That could be definitely. I haven't had another dream um, like that. Where you just randomly ended up in the same place as maybe one of your other, because you know there's what I forgot what the theory is called, but there's every dimension has a version of you doing a version of your life, but it's totally different. That might have been one time that it aligned perfectly. But no, I've never had another dream where anyone's been like Alice, blah blah blah, or maybe that was just my name in one dimension. In that reality, it was the one dimension where I met that man, and he just called me Alice all the time. Yeah, that is weird. What's weird is when you fall asleep and you feel like it's a continuation. Oh, my God. That happens to me a lot, and it's weird. It's usually if I get up just enough, like, time to, like, go pee real quick and then come back, I'm still tired. Yeah. So. Pick up right where you left off. Bizarre. One day we will have more answers for the brain, but. um, I hope we're alive. We're heading in the right direction. I know, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't I know. 
Will it make it even scarier? I would like to just be alive long enough to like, if they could like record our dreams and we can just watch them later, that'd be cool. That would be pretty neat. Uh, recording experiences. But then that would be the same thing as being able to see if we're really astral projecting and stuff. All of this shit is all deep and it all it aligns somehow. Just the idea of like traveling between realms and like a coma and like near death experiences and astral projecting and just all of it just is so weird. And we're going to find out one day that one, one single thing ties it all together and we're going to be like, what? And it'll be when we die because there is something on the other side. I know, right? That'll be the ultimate. I'm going to be like, damn it, I can't tell Daniela. That, <laughs> but then hopefully we die. I'll write you a note. Hey, you never know. I'll tell you all about it. Oh, God. I get scared. I start screaming and running away, and you're like, wait. It's real. It's all real. And I'll be like, what? What's real? I wake up. I have no idea. There there was a whole thread on Reddit about things that people were told when they were astral projecting. And some of them were stupid as shit. Like, it was like, spiritual like oh the truth will come but like some dumb shit oh (laughs) but and then some of them were like remember to grab milk tomorrow or something stupid you know but there were some of them that were a little bit creepy and i was gonna add it in there but i was like that's not there's not enough shit on it but i could i couldn't even even the idea of it is creepy no honestly though being acknowledged at all in dreams even freaks me out i refuse to i'm like are you a real person no, i want to ask them every time in a dream why would you do that? yeah because one time it was uh, yeah that one time i was able to and like you said it was right before i woke up and i told that girl oh you know why because this is just a, a dream and she goes yeah it's just a dream and i was like what the fuck i woke up i was like no you talk to me yeah that's or that more the more recent one I had was the floors were so shiny and like slippery that I couldn't like get a grip to like stand up and walk through the lobby of some like hotel or whatever. And only one person saw me sliding around and was like, What's going on here? They didn't ask me anything, but they just like acknowledged that I was like struggling to get up. I don't know, it was weird. That is everyone else would just walk past me. And it just makes me wonder like why? Why that person was a guy? I don't know. No. It freaks me out. Any kind of interactions while I'm sleeping, it freaks me out. But we will leave y'all with that idea. Um, don't have any nightmares and be very careful if you do attempt to lucid dream or uh, astral project. If you do, let us know how it went. With. Please. Or if you already have or you have a strange experience, please let us know because we would love to share it with the audience if you don't mind. And um, it'll give us some kind of, I don't know creeps proof oh he was the yeah absolutely and proof i mean i i like to believe people call me gullible but if you say you experience something i'm gonna believe Mm -hmm. you um so yeah creepy stuff thanks for sharing um don't forget to go join our facebook group over on give me the creeps g-i-m-m-e the creeps follow us on twitter follow us on instagram and don't forget to share with your family and friends that we are always accepting stories in our direct message so that we can share them with our audience on the podcast once again thank you guys all for your support and um yeah we'll see you guys next week so did we give you the creeps